Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of attemptingly punchable waxwork to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the appeal to sincerity. Yeah, so the appeal to sincerity is kind of an, an appeal to emotion in a way, because it's, it's right. asking the the person listening to the argument to abandon any thought of evidence or or anything like that (laughs) and just kind of just believe because the person who who is saying the argument claims that they genuinely believe what they're saying they they have confidence in what they're saying they really mean it and so just kind of go along with us (laughs) instead of actually saying here's why you should believe it or here's why um i'm actually saying it uh and so i haven't for for my trump examples picked any where he just says, believe me, or it's true at the end of everything he says, because he basically yeah. does that all the time. Yeah. So I thought I'd be a bit more uh, nuanced in this. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so our yeah. first example comes from one of Trump's uh, coronavirus rally slash press conferences uh, in which yeah. he said this. Fundraiser. Yesterday, European nations experienced 50% more deaths than the United States. And you don't hear these things. You don't hear these statistics, but the United States has done really well. Very proud of everybody that worked on this. And I really do believe we're rounding the corner. <laughs> he really does believe that we're rounding the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the, the fact is, it doesn't matter whether he really believes it or not. Uh, doesn't make it true. No. The first bit that he said, which was that um, on the, this was on the 10th of September, uh, 2020, yep. Yep. and he claimed that Europe had had 50% more deaths the previous day than uh, the US. I mean, you know, right. this has nothing to do with the fact that he really believes they're rounding the corner, but he said a thing, we should fact check it, because it's, yeah. it's usually wrong. And in this case, yeah. surprise, surprise, it it's wrong. not true. Um, I yeah. don't, I'm not quite clear exactly what he's claiming here. If he was claiming that Europe as a whole had 50% more deaths than yeah. USA, it wouldn't actually be that surprising since the population of Europe is like 740 million people. Yeah. Um, it's more than twice what Bigger. the US is. Yeah, yeah. But even yeah. if he was claiming that, it still wouldn't no. be Because <laughs> on the 9th of September, 2020, the whole of Europe had 404 deaths. Wow. Um, whereas uh, on the 9th of September, the USA had 1,217 deaths. Which is three times as many. Hmm. Um, yeah. So despite the fact that, that they've got less than half as many people. Um, yeah. So it's not true of numbers uh, or percentages or proportion. I don't know if maybe he was claiming that there were some European countries which, as a proportion of their population, had had 50% as many deaths as the US. That that could be true. I didn't go through every single yeah. EU country, but nor, nor did he. 
yeah but it's a it's just a weird thing to claim like who's yeah yay we're doing brilliantly because because so, yeah, exactly. so much saying, worse. yes exactly yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like it's not enough to succeed others must fail but also he's kind of imbuing it with some kind of import by just sounding sincere he's got his sincere voice on so he hasn't got his huckstering <laughs> hating of other people calling people by names he's just made up about them yeah. voice on. He's got his sincere, I'm reading an auto cue voice and trying to work out a way of putting in something that I want to say on top of that. So he's kind of saying this erroneous fact in inverted commas <laughs> in a sincere voice in order to sell it. But to what end? It contains no content it's all about form, which is kind of what the appeal to sincerity is. Because, <laughs> you know, it, uh, if you can crack sincerity, who is it who said that? John Giraud um, <laughs> was first attributed with that. Um, John Giraud, um, the secret of success is sincerity. Once you can fake that, you've got it made. Yeah. Then I'd probably also Groucho Marx said something similar. But it's that kind of thing that let's just sound sincere and people will buy the sincerity. And for Trump, that's enough. He doesn't have to actually say anything that's true. He's just got to pull people in to believing that his sincerity makes it true. Yeah. He can back up his sincerity with clear, blatant, verifiable lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can point exactly to where the line is that he's that he's backing up his sincerity with. Yeah, yes. And then beyond that, he goes on to say, you know, I firmly believe, truly believe, sincerely believe. Yeah. You know, add add your own adverb here, adjective here. Doesn't make it true. Yeah. It just we just we just understand that you said that. Yeah. And of course, sometimes this can be used to kind of just emphasize what arguably at least could be an opinion rather mm -hmm, than kind of mm -hmm. stating a fact. As yeah. Trump said here when he was doing one of his kind of outside near a loud helicopter press conference <laughs> things uh, yeah. during the government shutdown. The buck stops with everybody. They could solve this problem in literally 15 minutes. We could be back. We could have border security. They could stop this problem in 15 minutes if they wanted to. I really believe now that they don't want to. I really believe that. I really believe that they don't care about crime. I really believe this. The Democrats don't care about crime. <laughs> Four times he really believes yeah, that. <laughs> he really, really believes it. Really, really, really. Because there's something similar to the... Being sincere about this stuff and being really sincere in your belief about things, it's, it's, it's background noise against which you're saying stuff, which is how he uses the helicopter. <laughs> it's, it's stuff that gives him some semblance of, of authority. You know, I'm the president. Here's my helicopter. I'm about to fly off somewhere important. I've just come from somewhere important. And you've caught me mid-thing, so I'm going to, you know, give you of my uh, knowledge and wisdom. And then it, there's just a background noise of blether and belief <laughs> against which he puts some opinion. Yeah. And putting the belief 
behind it and the helicopter behind that lends it authority. It, it, completely basic, baseless because he's his own. It's like we marked our homework and we got an A star. Yeah. You know, that's who he is. He, he is his own judge. And we know that he's the worst judge of his own stuff because it's nothing but a snake oil. It's also it's a weird kind of verbal tick in a way that to to use because it's a bit like when people say to be honest, yeah, which makes you think, well, haven't you been being honest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. up to yeah. now. And so, yeah, when when he says, "I really believe this," especially that many times, you think, well, I mean, you're just basically saying most stuff I say, I don't believe. This stuff, this stuff, <laughs> this particular really, one, I really else, believe it. Yeah. yeah, and I want you to understand <laughs> that I really believe this one because I'm saying it four times, <laughs> and then, you know that's how many times I've got to say that in order for you to distinguish this from all the other shit that I come out with that I can't possibly believe, mm. and you know, or my representatives, or the people fighting on my behalf which we'll talk about later, you know, that, that kind of, you know, how can you possibly believe what I've said up until now? Well, but this time you must believe what I'm about to say. Yeah. You know, and, and again, you can be as sincere as you like. It doesn't make it true. No. And especially when you're talking about actual facts. Yeah, um, such as actual what, verifiable facts. <laughs> such yes. as when Trump talked at a CPAC a couple of years ago and said this. Yeah. I don't think we've had an empty seat since we announced, and from the day we came down the escalator, I really don't believe we've had an empty seat at any arena, at any stadium. Yeah, but that's, they have. See, though. that's you're <laughs> yeah, you're chanting it there, aren't you? You know. Yeah, well, as far as we can see, there haven't been empty seats. That's because you stack the stands behind you. Yeah, but I mean, even then, they, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. you can yeah. often see that there are. And I mean, it's just he goes from I don't think there's been an empty seat to I really believe there hasn't been an empty seat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's one thing when you're talking about you know I I believe that Democrats don't care about crime is 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 you know you're you're saying something about Democrats but really yeah. you're saying more about yourself yourself yeah um but yeah just there there hasn't been an empty seat yeah that's not true no no and you're on you're on dodgy ground if you're putting if you preface the convincing bit of the argument with your belief you've got to say i you know i believe that it's you know just about to say that the moon landing was fake <laughs> yeah well, don't even get that bad example um, but, yeah bad example but you know i i believe there are three chairs i firmly believe there are three chairs in my vision field of vision and then you kind of go well where are you looking over there well i can see 10 yeah you know let's go count them <laughs> okay yeah that you're on dodgy ground and that it so it is just a verbal tick, and but it's not for the likes of us who are going. Well, wait a minute. What are the facts of this? This his rhetoric is for are for his supporters. Yes, you know they all go, "Yay! We know you don't believe that, and we love you for it." You know that you poor deluded fool. And they're not even kind of believing it out of sympathy for his delusion. They're just, they're going along with it. They're going, yeah, 
you can hold up anything as as whatever you like and say oh, this is what I believe in. A world we're there with you. Yeah. You know, I've, no, we sh- we must follow the good. No, no, it's the sandal. The sandal shows us the true enlightenment. Okay, yeah, we'll go along with you. You know, I, he's, he is the true messiah. I've followed a few in my time. And obviously, I should say that 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 it's it is okay to say what you believe. And yes, it is. Yeah, and that it's not it's not a logical error in any way. But where you're using it as your evidence or as something yeah. to back up what you're claiming, that's yeah. where it becomes a fallacy because it doesn't. It really doesn't matter how much you believe it. It's that's not. If you're relying on it as proof of the yeah. truth of what you're saying, there's the or, fallacy. Or a, yeah, or a way to kind of make it more likely that people will accept your claim. Yeah, yeah, that's where it becomes fallacious. And now is the time I think for Marx's British politics corner. Well, of course, Boris Johnson is absolutely made of this fallacy, his boosterism. And I really don't like the fact that people have called his outright lying something that sounds respectable, something that is about positive um, reinforcement. Boosterism, he basically makes stuff up and it relies on his own cult of personality providing all the evidence that you need to be convinced by what he's saying. I think he truly believes this stuff and he also believes that he's the only authority worth listening to and that the sincerity of his belief in himself is all that he and we need. And I mean, it's got him this far, isn't it? So, Well, yeah, that's fundamentally... <laughs> his belief in himself is all he's really it, it, ever absolutely, had. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> there was a, something I was reading about in his... Uh, no, it wasn't in his autobiography. It was somebody reported. It was a friend of his who won the piano award. He was like best piano player that year. I mean, it was obviously not described like that. It was described <laughs> in more classical <laughs> educational terms. But he won the won the won the prize for playing the piano the best that year. And and Johnson was convinced he. A should have should have won it, and B ought to be able to win it. And the and the guy who was reporting this said he had never played the piano in his life, <laughs> nor did he think he had to go to any lessons in order to be entitled to win that prize. Right. So that's his entire self belief. Yeah, and we've just well, I say we, you know, the country, the Tory party have just jumped on him as. This figurehead, who so in a Trump-like way, he has the same undying self-belief that Trump has. He's a he's a huckster, you know. He's kind of he will just stand there and sell anything and be completely. Um, he will be completely convinced of the truth of his own belief. It's a bit like when Blair said when they went to war with Iraq, um, and. Um, I say they, him and Bush, and Blair kind of justified it by saying, I checked with my belief, my faith, and I found that it was okay. <laughs> and he go, well, you're the last person to provide your own checks and balances, really. You know, it wasn't, you can't kind of like usher in God and say, well, I checked with my belief in God and, and, that, and it was fine, it was okay. He go, well... Yeah, lots of things have been done on that basis which weren't okay. Um, and Boris does this. So thankfully, he's never had to um, usher in God to back him up 
because he doesn't need to, because I think he believes he's higher than God. You know, God just got the job because he was there first. Yeah, I um, mean, Trump only invokes God because he knows that his his drooling fans will think that's great. It's not because yeah, he has yeah, any yeah. personal relationship with God or belief. No, or, absolutely. Yeah. No, quite. Yeah. You know, it, 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 even the Old Testament God, I think, would probably turn his nose up at Trump <laughs> and probably Boris. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the tr- trouble is with Boris's confidence and sincerity, it's failed to be borne out nearly every occasion throughout the last year under the in the pandemic, as indeed actually every occasion of his political and scholarly career before that. So here's a montage of his appeal to his own confidence and sincerity across the span of the pandemic response from March 2020, just ahead of the first lockdown, to the opening up of shops in June 2020, which led to a spike in September, and then onwards to the week before the second lockdown, just ahead of Christmas. I do think, looking at it all, that we can turn the tide within the next 12 weeks, And I'm absolutely confident that we can send a coronavirus packing. I am very optimistic about the the opening up that's going to happen. I think people should shop and shop uh, with confidence. Uh, I have every confidence that uh, people will be able to have as normal a Christmas as possible if we follow this package of measures uh, in the way that we can, uh, and as we have done before. So there are two things that are interesting there. You can tell by his tone of voice that his confidence in his own confidence (laughs) waning slowly and also that the as we have done before is quite interesting because what we had done before was follow boris's new edicts which he was sincerely confident about in unlocking lockdown so we'd done what we'd done before and it ended up that we shouldn't have done that because it led to the next lockdown so ultimately, what his, this failure to have his confidence borne out in reality does is to undermine absolutely any authority that his, his sincerity imbues his words with. And time and again, he's been proven to be completely unfounded in his confidence and sincerity. And yet this February, he's the one that's looked to by the press, by the people to express his sincere belief in the vaccine. We're very confident in all the vaccines that we're using and I think it's important for people to to bear in mind that uh, all of them uh, we think are effective in delivering a high degree of protection against uh, serious illness and and death, which is the, the most important thing. Yeah, do I need to remind you he's not a qualified medic with that kind of response? That's, surely that's the most important thing. It's no wonder that Chris Whitty, the chief medical officer, was more highly regarded because he didn't do, he didn't add the, he didn't ever say, I'm confident that he would just say, here are the facts. And so he was the, he's the guy to go to. He's the qualified medic. Boris is not qualified at anything, really. And this, and in May last year, Florence Nightingale's birthday, he wasn't qualified to talk about Nightingale's own sincere feelings. And that was borne out because a year later, he failed to give the public sector medical staff a pay rise in recognition of the Herculean task they'd been performing. Here's him talking about Florence Nightingale. And while much has changed in medicine since Florence's time, she would walk into one of our wonderful NHS hospitals today, and I've no doubt that she would recognise in an instant 
the dedication, the compassion, the incredible skill of the nurses on duty, the ministering angels of our time. So it's an interesting here. This is what he does um, to its plausible deniability, because what he's doing is it's a, it's a meta appeal to sincerity, because he's <laughs> sincerely invoking the sincerity of somebody else's view. He's saying, you know, I'm I have no. If if she were to come here, she would have no doubt that. And you go, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and so you're. It's, this is somebody long long dead who can't counter that view that you're ascribing to her. And so, so unlike Matt Hancock, who, who was my first go-to when we talked about this fallacy, I went, oh, yeah, Matt Hancock, um, uh, who is the uh, Minister for Health, um, who allegedly is actually alive, unlike Florence Nightingale, and on Good Morning Britain, he expressed his his sincerity by getting a bit testy and saying this. Because I think we should be on this programme thanking my team. You know, they worked really? so hard. <laughs> and that, a good old Piers Morgan goes, yeah, really? <laughs> and, uh, of course, there is someone to refute the validity of Hancock's appeal to his own sincerity, Piers Morgan himself, and he does it like this. Really? And, yeah. Well, let's yes. just analyse that, shall we? Reason. We have and the, the second we have reason, Piers, your and team. The I'm reason, sorry, Piers. if you want to play that game with us, your team, and the second reason, you and your no, team no. have presided over a woeful handling of this pandemic that has led to us having the worst death toll in Europe, 130,000 people dead. So I'm sorry if my first thought when you come on, Health Secretary, is not to thank you and your team for your brilliant handling of the pandemic, because I don't think 130,000 deaths shows that you've handled it well. And I'm sorry I'm not thanking you and applauding you. Yeah. <laughs> this seems to be the, the way to counter this appeal to sincerity is to spell out the alternative view and and back that up by referring to some actual facts like, say, the numbers of the dead rather than relying on one's own sincerity as the, as the, the, the measure of the truth, the measure of the proof of the thing. And, of course, it's, it's ironically that Piers' sincerity actually shines through in the anger that you can hear in his voice. And uh, we, we talked about this on our um, sister podcast, the Patreons only um, QAnon book club, book club yeah. that we're doing. And we talked about the difficult relationship we have with Piers Morgan. <laughs> and uh, something about the, the, you know, he I did is... say the only time we ever agree with him is when he's arguing with either Matt Hancock or, or Nigel Farage. <laughs> That is true, yeah, and I think that's because it overlaps into our cognitive bias, and I think that there, you kind of, uh, you, for a while there, he actually becomes, um, or maybe it's more than that, maybe he just becomes a really good journalist holding people to account rather than worrying about himself. So in a way, he's being truly sincere because he's acting on behalf of other people Um rather than on behalf of himself. When he's acting on behalf of himself, he's just an ass, And, you know, that's, that's, his, that's, the, that's when we don't like him and that's his problem. The problem is he doesn't <laughs> the know when that he's... problem is that is like 95% of I know, of and he can't he tell when he's doing... <laughs> he thinks all he's doing is following a populist view 
and in order which is you know fundamentally what the Tories do he's trying to uh, ascertain what the populist view is and then jump on that bandwagon so that he remains high in the ratings but and it probably is ironically given what he's like the times when he doesn't think about himself but he thinks about all the other all the people that have died for instance all the other people um, that have suffered through this pandemic and he holds the people who have perpetrated that suffering to account he is actually being very sincere um and yeah and so whereas whereas hancock kind of isn't you know he he just goes well i you just need to stop complaining about the government and start praising what we've done and the, stop and complaining the, and thank me <laughs> thank me yeah just stop complaining you know the reason i'm getting a bit upset yeah the, the reason he's trying to he's trying to move it on is the reason i'm getting a little bit irritated is because every time i open my mouth you try you actually hold me to account <laughs> and you try to uh hold me over the coals and present me with facts and you can prove anything with facts <laughs> Yeah, and the problem is I have right-leaning relatives who say just that. We should stop complaining about the government and start praising what they're doing. And you go, no, I'm not going to let you get away with that. No, we shouldn't. You know, oh, they're doing great stuff with the vaccines. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with them. And what about all the other stuff? What about 130,000 people that have died because of their incompetence? And, you know, as Piers Morgan sincerely put it, there with sincerely so in the fallacy in the wild we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective and our first example this week comes from an episode of castle and in this episode i mean as happens in a good proportion of episodes of castle castle has been kidnapped by a baddie and is and is waiting for (laughs) beckett to come and rescue him Um, but he is strapped to a table and is being injected with a kind of truth serum and uh, he right. says this. She's going to find you, you and Loxette, and she's going to bury you both. And I can't tell a lie, right? Yes, but the fact that you believe it does not make it the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's Good brilliant. point from the evil yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And kind of that, and nicely kind of cut through all the <laughs> shit. That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of Indiana Jones just pulling out his gun and shooting him, isn't it? It's just kind of going, 
Yeah, instead of monologuing him and giving him an opportunity to loose his bonds and with one bound he's free, it's just kind of going, you can quote all your motivational posters as much as you like. Yeah. Yeah, just because you believe it doesn't make it true. Absolutely. And that's, that is indicative of the fact that even if your belief is absolutely sincere, and in this case it's, you know, yeah. he literally is is caused by the truth serum not to be able to lie the fact that he's saying that beckett yeah. is going to come and rescue him means uh means nothing essentially because uh, i mean apart from our entire history with the program of her always doing it but well, exactly, yeah that's what i put what num- number this, of, this like, is this, like we're series, eight, series eight number 22 yeah. so we've <laughs> we've, we've gone through in this series gone through at least 21 knowing that that will yeah. happen i can remember watching batman as a kid <laughs> And my parents saying, don't worry, be, they'll be back next week. So they've got to get out. They've only got 10 minutes. And they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. Um, so even though, obviously, his faith in, in Beckett is uh, is borne out, it isn't because he really believes it. <laughs> that isn't what makes it happen. No. Our next example comes from a song, which I don't do very much in Fantasy in the Wild. But this oh. is um, a song by the brilliant Jonathan Coulton for the end of the portal game yep. it's still alive so this is glados the uh, the os singing i'm not even angry i'm being so sincere right now even though you broke my heart and killed me so i'm i'm not even angry i'm being so sincere right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every. I mean, she's very, very passive aggressive, uh, Glados, and and very yeah. sarcastic and lies all the time. So even even in trying to claim that she's really being sincere, really she's just yeah. you know every, this whole song is is about actually how uh, she doesn't mean anything she says, um, especially when she starts talking about cake. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> doesn't matter how sincere you claim to be doesn't really necessarily add anything to to your evidence base for no. what you're saying and that and, and the whole yeah exactly and the whole you know in the, our political examples is somehow they continue to do it mm. they you know that it's it's not like the first time it happened and we all went well hang on a minute that didn't turn out the way you said it would we're going to stop believing you stop saying that to us they just keep saying it and we, and we, you know, just got to keep believing. Don't stop believing. <laughs> don't start believing. Is That's the other best. song goes. Don't, <laughs> don't start believing. Brilliant. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, so our final example in this section is from Galaxy Quest. And this is a scene where the uh, Tim Allen character, I think is called Jason in this, is yep. down on the planet being attacked by a rock monster. And he is hoping that Fred the character played by Tony Shalhoub, yep. will will figure out how to kind of do what in Star Trek would be a transporter thing, but in this is called digitising yep. him to get him out of this situation, and yep. he's trying to talk Fred into it. You can do it, Fred, it's up to you! Oh, no, no, Jason, I'll just, I'll just mess it up. You did it before you saw the show, do it now! That was the show. I'm not that guy. Fred, you never forgot a line, you never missed a bar! Oh, oh. It's not me anymore, man. you Fred you just stop trying you can do this Fred. I know in my heart you're gonna save my life no doubt about it Fred so he says I know in my heart you can save my life 
And and I mean, in this sense, arguably, it's not really fallacious because what he's trying to do is to to kind of give Fred co- the confidence to do it. Yeah. And again, it's actually not that that works. It's the fact that a, a, the, no, exactly. a female alien, alien that comes in that he fancies comes through yeah. though, looks at um, him. But yeah. and he, and he <laughs> zips up his uniform and turns around. All he's got to do is press yeah. the button. You know, fundamentally. But, but yeah, he yeah. he does do it. And and uh, but it's yeah the the fact. And people say this, you know. I know it in my heart. I be- I really believe it. It's you know this. I, and yeah. and uh, it's not evidence. It's not a reason for someone else to believe what you believe. The fact that you genuinely, yeah. sincerely, that honestly believe, believe it. it or know it in your heart, it's just not the case. Yeah. And just as a, an interesting aside here, the um, one of the aliens in Galaxy Quest, in who is in this scene, uh, is played by the same actor who was injecting Castle with um, truth serum. In in the clip from Castle. Wow. So there you go. So uh, before we move on to fake news this week, uh, just time to remind you to enter our our competition yeah. that we have uh, running at the moment with our friends at T Public. Basically, if you want a crap load of Flacious Trump merch, including a a t shirt of your choice from our T Public store, um, then all you have to do is go to fallaciousTrump.com slash competition. And all of the details are on there of exactly how you can win it. And basically, if you've got an idea for a T-shirt about anything that seems relevant to to us and our fans, so critical thinking, logic, fallacies, uh, Trump, our podcast itself, anything like that, anything we've said in the past or whatever, then... Landscape. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84, uh, anything. Yeah, (laughs) um, anything you like. Q, yeah, whatever. Like. If you, and you don't have yeah. to be an artist. You don't have to design something. If you've just got an idea for a slogan that you think would be good on a t-shirt, you can you can just do that. Um, it's very easy. T Public make it super easy to upload your designs, and also, even if you don't win, um, you could get money if anyone wants to buy your t-shirt. So it'll go up on the store, yeah. and people, could, you know, will have access to to actually buy it. So that's also a really good plus. We yeah. will be closing the competition on the 17th of april so you still got a couple of weeks to to enter and and then there'll be a bit of a vote and someone will will win and and uh, their t-shirt will be featured on our store as will frankly any of the t-shirts that we think look good and someone will win good stuff and someone out of us two is sure to buy it oh definitely we do yeah. we do like we do like a slogan t-shirt i am a bit of a slogan t-shirt fan to be honest. i mean just t-shirt i like i've got a lot of t-shirts a lot of t-shirts yeah, yeah. i've got 365 <laughs> and got to and then i tend to wash them all on new year's eve <laughs> takes all of new year's eve mark has got a huge washing machine a massive it's enormous it's enormous yeah <laughs> and uh, that's why everyone i'm glad that everybody's out because it does take up all the electricity for yeah. blocks around so yeah it's people true. hate me for it <laughs> so so obviously we could do with more t-shirts because sometimes they don't get washed for for weeks months <laughs> years <laughs> and we've got to we've got to wear something to qed when that starts up again so, exactly yeah yes there you go. Because they don't like it if you turn up not wearing stuff. No. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to play... Fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, I believe in my heart of hearts that this time, more than any other time, 
I'm going to win. I mean, sincerely, I believe that. I believe sincerely that success is at hand. Yeah, I believe in you. And uh, <laughs> um, we'll see whether that Thank has you. any effect whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hyped up <laughs> this time. Yeah. <laughs> so these statements are from something that just happened this week. Someone had a wedding at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> right. And, and Trump... J- wandered into the room Crashed and it. grabbed a microphone no way and yeah i mean i filmed a few weddings quite a few yeah and every now and again you know you get, you get one of those couple. guys who makes the speech who yeah. you think oh fuck this is just embarrassing and yeah yeah it's a nightmare uh yeah. and and so he he was there and he he spoke for about two and a half minutes uh in Don't in order say hours, to then. Uh, in just just yeah it's just quick toast to the bride and groom uh in fact the the bit that was about the bride and groom was about nine seconds the rest of it was about him <laughs> yeah yeah so, i'm surprised he got as much as nine seconds out yeah that wasn't about him yeah so here uh are some of the things he said during right. his speech at someone's wedding nice <laughs> yeah statement number one I get all these flash reports and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China. They're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? How do you like that? Boy, they were ready to make a deal. They would have done anything. They would have done anything. And this guy goes and drops the sanctions. And then he says, we'd love to negotiate now. Mm-hmm. Statement number two. Okay. Who's you have Biden right. talking about the vaccines and he's there's no vaccine if I wasn't there. Frankly, you still wouldn't have it in a year's time. But the FDA, everyone knows, everyone remembers, I hope everyone remembers, but you've got people saying, oh, Joe is doing so well. And I don't need to tell you, but it would just be nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just a random bunch of <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> okay. Statement yeah. number three. Yeah. This is about the border crisis. Yeah. Um, What's happening to the kids? They're living in squalor. They're living like nobody has ever seen anybody. There's never been anything like what's... And you're going to have hundreds, and you have it now. They have the airplane photos, the shocks. They call them shocks. And these things are showing thousands and thousands of people coming up from South America, and it's going to be... It's just, look, a disaster. Okay. Wow. It's... Yeah. During a wedding speech, then. (laughs) (laughs) What? And he's, and actually, the thing is, it's no different. It's a bit like that stand-up comic who did a who mimed to one of his things about bleach or whatever it was, and uh, as if she was the drunk uncle at a party. Yeah, and it's and it's this, and he makes you realise that he is just a drunk uncle at a party, but. (laughs) He once was saying this at the White House. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so it did no different. Jesus, and the people must have been looking at each other going, oh, my God, oh, my <laughs> God. And, the, and, the, and there's somebody signaling to the videographer, you know, the, doing the cutthroat things. Just going, Don't you can see the band behind him this. going like, what we do? should we play him off? Like, yeah, let's just play. <laughs> yeah, just get him off, get him off. As fast as we can, yeah. <laughs> and then there's people erecting a slope so that he has to kind of walk very slowly <laughs> off. Okay, so I mm, see the 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 randomness of the kids one. I really like that one. 
They're living in squalor. And then he's kind of checked himself. He's going, oh, yeah, well, that's because I did that. And then, no, well, we've got to do something about that because actually they're all going to come over. And then, yeah, you see what? Uh, it's going to be. Yeah. So I quite like the randomness of that one. I also like. Now, this guy does this and drops the sanctions. And the thing about the Biden and his vaccines that's that one. See, I hope you remember that when I do this, I hope you remember that sounds familiar enough for you to have incorporated in there in order to lead me up the guard bath. Okay, so I think on that basis, and I mean that most sincerely, I think number two is the one that you made up. Okay, and yeah. of the other two, which yeah. do you sincerely believe? I sincerely believe that the <laughs> that I'm more much com I'm very confident about uh, number three. Okay, so number three yeah. is real. Oh my god! What's happening to the kids? They're living in squalor. They are living like nobody has ever seen anybody. There's never been anything like what's and you're going to have hundreds, and you have it now. They have the airplane photos shops and they call them shops and these things are showing thousands and thousands of people coming up from south america and it's going to be it's just uh, look it's a disaster that's brilliant because he just got he doesn't finish there are four thoughts in that yeah. first <laughs> he doesn't finish this is what's happening they're just living in a squalor they're living like nobody has ever seen anybody there's never been anything like what you're gonna have hundreds and he's, who yeah. there's you know, my name is Legion, for we are many. There are four, the horsemen of apocalypse, so all running around inside his head, vying for the mic. And these things are showing thousands. Of, it's just, look, it's a disaster. It's going to be. No, no. It's, look, look right now. It's a disaster <laughs> now. It, what yeah. the fuck? And you can hear people at the, fr at the front, <laughs> you know, just on the table of where the guy is recording. They're going, oh, no, <laughs> fill up my glass. God's yeah. sake. Yeah, make it a double. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, the trouble so is, you're... part of me wants to see this footage. I want to see this. <laughs> you We've can. got to write to the guy and just... <laughs> no, so, you can. can. It's, on, the it's on YouTube. It's TMZ oh, uh, oh, reported it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, tux. you also think... I, I think he was just wearing like a... I don't. Know, I can't remember actually. Hey, I know he was standing like the front half of a centaur, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I think he was wearing a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also think the number one is real? And he's like the worst. Yeah, he's like your worst <laughs> landlord, isn't he? He's like just because you own the place doesn't mean you can come in uh -huh. to people's hire. Like, yeah, yeah, I own the place. No, fuck off, out of it. Yeah, so it's exactly like it's exactly like when he ran Miss T Miss World Teen World whatever. Yeah. or Teen USA or whatever it was, and, and he would just wander into the dressing rooms because he yeah. could. Because he could, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because when you're famous, you they can let do you. what you like. Yeah. yeah, they let you. Uh, so you also think number one is real? And uh, number one... I do. I'm quite confident. Not unconfident. Yeah. Real. I get all these flash reports, and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China. <laughs> they're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? How do you like that? Oh, they were ready to make it, you know, they would have done anything, they would have done anything. And this guy goes and drops the sanctions, and then he says, we've got to negotiate now. What the hell? 
What, who who gives these fresh reports? I get all these fresh reports. No, you're watching Fox News. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Nobody's giving you any security briefings anymore. I mean, he didn't read the security briefings when no. he was president. So, no, not even. Yeah. They might have held up flashcards and yeah. said, which just said, "Stop talking now," <laughs> and you know, say the word China. You know, that, <laughs> That, that's all they've got. Or flashcards, you've got to, you're hungry. Or stop <laughs> dribbling, tuck in your tie, lean back a little. He was talking, as I said, for two and a half minutes. Yeah. He, the only thing he, he didn't talk about vaccines. Uh, the right. only other thing he talked about was was how many votes he got. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and how... Um... Not as I hope some... If we were there, <laughs> even if we were filming... And, you know, on pain of being fired or not being paid, we would have gone, yeah, you didn't get as many as the other guy. <laughs> That's it. You can get all you like. Yeah. But if the other guy gets more than you, they still win. Yeah. He was complaining that, that he'd football. been told that if he got 66 million votes, then the election was over, uh, which is uh, technically true because he definitely would have lost even against Hillary, if he'd only had 66 million 66 votes. million, yeah. So the election done. would have been completely over at that point. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so that means our, our my belief in faith you, in myself, obviously the belief paid off. The, yeah. sincere, the sincere belief in that we would... Yes. Yeah. Oh, Meaning great. that you are now on 29 out of 62, which is <gasps> almost... I mean, it rounds up to 47%. Oh, my word. So... I've never been... This is I don't as high believe as I've been. ever been as high as I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. except in, in university. But yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called Sydney Powell is not a logical fallacy. I think, in fact, I think I might have used done Sydney Powell is not a logical fallacy before. So, right. so Sydney Powell well, is still not a logical fallacy. Yeah, except um, this one, she is employing some. Surely, there's a logical fallacy some, yeah, going I'm not on. Sure. Yeah, here. yeah, there's some it. sort of yeah. twisted thing which some makes kind it of kind of makes thing a tingle about with what she really believes. Uh, yeah, um, you can't possibly believe what she believes because <laughs> nobody would believe what yeah. I believe sincerely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, this is appetite. this is the reason why I chose to do this fallacy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this week, because Sydney Powell has been sued by Dominion, the voting people, <laughs> uh, for a lot yep. of money um, mm. because of all the lies she told about them. Yeah. Um, and in their lawsuit, they list over 40 instances of <gasps> her completely lying oh, yeah. about them. Well, that's like proper libel and slander. Oh, and yeah. All that Absolutely. Kind of that's why they're definitely yeah. going to win and, and get lots yeah. of money. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but her defence has been characterised by by a lot of media, you know, yeah. the lamestream media, as proof that she that. knew she was lying. Because she, in her right. defence, she says yeah. that no reasonable person would conclude that the statements she made were truly statements of fact. Which right. does sound like yeah. she's saying yeah. everything I said wasn't really a fact. Um, yeah. But as a legal defence, that's not what she's saying. Uh, so where where she's where everyone said, oh yeah, this is basically the Tucker Carlson defense of you know, you'd have yeah. to be an idiot to believe stuff I said there you was go. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's, it's official. <laughs> You're not allowed to believe yeah. anything that he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not actually that. What she's saying in that statement, or what her lawyers are saying in in filing this, 
is that basically she it's her opinion. She wasn't stating a fact. This was in the context of a, you know, a, a, a hard-fought election with lots of arguments on both sides, and this was just political speech. She was she was advocating for the the politician that she believed in and she liked, and and was saying things that people say when they believe that the person they wanted to win really won, right. which is a which is a, right. a, a theory. It's a way to go. Yeah, yeah. Kind of go, yeah. So it's forgive me for my faith in the guy I wanted to win. Yeah, and and when you're disappointed that the person you want to win didn't win, you will say anything. So just forgive me. Yeah, kind of, kind of in saying? a way. Yeah. The trouble is, one of their arguments is that Dominion is a public figure, or in yeah. in this instance, it's kind of substitute for a public figure. And because of that, the requirements for slander or libel or whatever, whether it's in writing or or said, um, defamation in general, are that you have to have actual malice. Um, And the the legal basis of actual malice is essentially that you say a thing knowing it to be false or having reckless disregard for whether it's true or false. Right. And so to defend herself against that aspect of it. So they, they say... Dominion is a public figure, therefore you need actual malice. And obviously there was no actual malice because Sidney Powell really believed the things she was saying. Yeah. So she she wasn't doing it. She wasn't saying it because she didn't believe it. Yeah. Or so that, that gets her out of the actual malice or not. bit. Right. But it kind of throws a bit of a spanner in the bit of the lawsuit where she says no reasonable person would believe yeah. <laughs> the things well, I... she said were facts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can't have it both ways, can you? You can't say, well, I wasn't deliberately and maliciously saying something I didn't believe and then defend that by saying nobody would believe, no reasonable person would believe what I said anyway. Essentially, yeah, she's saying you can't you can't see what I said as factual. It, yeah. it was obviously just my opinion. But, right. but, I, but I honestly believed the, the facts I said to be true facts. And, and therefore wasn't opinion. acting with actual malice. Because yeah, if, if it's your opinion, then that would be malicious. Well, possibly. it depends you how you're be... stating it. Because you can, within certain it's... boundaries, give give your opinion and, and express it yeah. as your opinion, especially if you make it clear that it's your opinion. However, if you say those by things... By saying, I believe it yeah, to be... If you yeah. say those things by prefacing it with, the fact is... And then arguing it in multiple (laughs) lawsuits in court, in front of judges, where you expect those courts to potentially even overturn an election based on the things you're saying being true. And having in a court of law sworn upon whatever, you know, document of your choice, possibly the Bible, that what you're about to say is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Yeah. Rather than an expression, I mean, as an of officer of, co- of the court, belief. it's accepted yeah. that you are, when you're talking in court, essentially under oath. You don't have yeah. to swear an oath each time, like witnesses do. You you remain under oath while you're, you know, a member of the bar, essentially. Um, but yeah, she's she's she has argued these things as facts in front of judges, put them in multiple lawsuits, and said they're facts. She said things like Dominion changed the votes from Biden to Trump. She said things like Dominion was set up in Venezuela to um, under Chavez yeah. to yeah. to swing the results of those elections. And 
and notwithstanding it, he'd be dead for five yeah, years. Yeah. As as yeah. facts, yeah, not as her opinion. And then to backtrack on that and say, no reasonable person. Well, the very definition of people in a court of law are that they are reasonable person people that they are working. Yeah, on on had, reason. Reason had anyone actually yeah. um, accepted any of her lawsuits as yeah. as worthy of going forward into court, she would have been making these arguments in front of a jury. That's um, yeah, and she she claimed in the lawsuit in the in her defence that reasonable people would not accept these statements as facts, but view them as uh, only as claims that await testing by the courts through the adversary process. That's not how facts work or claims no. work. You don't make a uh, make a factual claim and then yeah. say, "Well, let's let's see what if the jury believes that it is a fact <laughs> by arguing the toss." Yeah, you can't say it's a fact that, or no, you you can't say they did this, and then have people say, "Well, well, they didn't." Well, no, no. Let's just see whether they believe that or not. That. <laughs> Whether you believe that isn't it or not, what says it doesn't a fact make it yeah. a fact. No. Absolutely. That's no. the point. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is um, that in order to try and claim that uh, no reasonable person would see these as facts, they make the point that the, the plaintiff's dominion yeah. um, characterised the statements that Sidney Powell made as quote, wild accusations and outlandish claims and repeatedly label them inherently improbable and even impossible. So in in their defence, in her <laughs> defence, she's saying, so it, in, in my defence, the <laughs> plaintiffs were calling what I was saying impossible and outlandish and wild. Yeah. Accusations, so so therefore, so therefore, therefore they, they must be. So therefore, no one would believe they were true, which is basically like if I accused you of murder and you said that's ridiculous, and and then in your in your defamation case against me, I said he said it was ridiculous. Therefore, he can't. No one could believe that I believed it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a kind of reverse of Christine Keeler's. Well, he would say that, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's kind of inspired in a way. It's brilliant, isn't it? And it kind of it reminds me of when Johnson, Boris Johnson, was taken to court over lying about the stuff on the side of the bus, and where he said, you know, and it was so the guy was crowdfunded to take him to court, and the high court ruling was um, similar. Because it, it, it said no authority was shown to us suggesting that the offence can be or has been equated to bringing an office into disrepute or misusing a platform outside the scope of the office. So it, it says no authority was shown to us suggesting what you said. Yeah. What? So you think, what? So he kind of got away with it. Basically, the, you know, the, the upshot is that for this thing is that it means that anyone in politics or army generals or judges or anything can go on national television, lie to millions of people without any consequences. So in her defence, she's saying, do you think I would go on national television and lie like this <laughs> when there are consequences? You must be mad. And that was 
exactly what she did. So to, to but she, what she's doing is victim blaming. Really, <laughs> it's the equivalent of, isn't it? Yeah, it's saying you're mad to think that, and the very fact that you're mad to think that must mean that you've got to be <laughs> mad to think that. So I'm accusing you of. Of being of mad if you being believe mad it. if you yeah. believe it. It's your own fault, basically, it's if you believe it. It's your own fault if you believe this stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that was exactly Johnson's defence, <laughs> is that I'm a politician. Of course I will lie. Well, we fucking <laughs> knew that. But he's what the court said is there's no... We yes, yeah, they nobody will believes lie. anything politicians say. Yeah. So therefore, so therefore, we're <laughs> yeah. not going to uh, hold him to account for having to tell the truth. So yeah, whereas you kind of want that to happen, you'd want people in public office to actually have to tell the truth, and if they didn't, <laughs> like other people, what lied sufficient to slander, libel, and bring into disrepute uh -huh. other people's reputations that they'd be held to account for that and possibly even jailed. Yeah. You know, or fined or sued. Yeah. So so Sydney is is I don't think likely to win this lawsuit. No. It is <laughs> and, um, brilliant, isn't it? And it's... the thing is there's also sanctions investigations currently against her by various bar associations for her conduct. Uh, right. which the stuff that she's claiming in this defense definitely does not help her in those cases either <laughs> no no so. of course because that, you know there are consequences of of saying well nobody would, nobody would believe such outlandish yeah. things that i've said in court <laughs> you go well hang on, there's these poor defenseless defendants sitting in jail waiting <laughs> you know waiting parole going Oh, well, that's me fucked then, isn't it? Because <laughs> you know, no, her whole reputation is now brought into question. And they're yeah. going, great, great. That, you know, <laughs> first Rudy, and then he passed me on to her, <laughs> and now this. Yeah, you know, Jesus. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. We talk a lot of shit about QAnon on this podcast, but when they get something right, you've got to give them credit, even if it's a broken clock kind of situation. Of course, when they said prominent politicians were involved in sex trafficking minors, they probably weren't thinking about creepy forehead monster Matt Gates. The New York Times revealed last week that Gates was the subject of a DOJ investigation into an alleged sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl, potentially adding federal sex trafficking charges when he paid for her to travel across state lines. Matt, who looks like a Funko Pop of himself, then went on to Tucker Carlson's show to answer the allegations. After trying to drag Tucker under the bus with him, he claimed this was all part of a blackmail scheme and his dad had worn a wire to get evidence that someone was demanding $25 million to make the allegations go away. I'm not clear why Matt Pizza Gates thinks nice. that admitting that someone was blackmailing him about his sex trafficking makes him look innocent. But further reporting that he and a friend paid girls for sex using Apple Pay and other digital trail-leaving apps doesn't look good for him. Nobody could have seen this coming. Well, apart from the fact that he was the only vote against an anti-human trafficking bill in 2017, mm -hmm. the fact that he regularly showed aides and fellow congressmen naked photos of women he was sleeping with, and the super-fucking-weird way he revealed that he kind of adopted, but not in a legal way or anything, a 12-year-old boy who he never mentioned to anyone for several years. But, really... Who could have guessed that any friend of Jim Jordan's would be involved in something like this? There you go. It was a completely innocent 
kind of Batman, <laughs> Rob Boy, Boy Wonder Ward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't know what you're even talking about. <laughs> yeah. In an apt recalling of the fallacy du jour, Garrett Miller assured his mum that I don't feel that I've done anything wrong and now I'm being locked up. Wisely, he didn't say anything at all to officers that turned up at his door to arrest him for being at the Capitol riots. Sorry, insurrection. Not that he needed to, because when he answered the door, his T-shirt spoke a thousand words, emblazoned as it was with Trump's picture and Take America Back and I Was There, Washington, D.C., January 6, 2021. Circumstantial, possibly, but along with grabs from news and phone footage, including a selfie on his own account. Yeah, it was him. Been there, done that. All I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah, and an indictment on 12 counts, including civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding and assaulting, resisting or impeding officers. Those tacky souvenirs of days out that didn't end well will bring you down every time. Former Trump advisor and balloon with a face drawn on it in Sharpie, Jason Miller, has been in the news a couple of times recently. First, when he announced that Trump was working on creating his own social media platform since being banned from the ones that people actually use. And second, when it was revealed that he's at the forefront of Republican efforts to innovate in the field of committing fraud by using it to be an even more deadbeat dad. After posting a series of obscenity-laden tweets in 2019, including one calling Congressman Jerry Nadler a fat fuck, Miller was let go from his job as managing partner of political consulting firm Tenio. He cited the loss of his nearly half million dollars annual salary as the reason why he could no longer afford to pay child support. Weirdly, fat fuck Miller didn't mention that literally the day after leaving his job, the company immediately and secretly hired him as a consultant doing the exact same work for the exact same pay. To be fair, he probably needed the money because it must be expensive to train that many bees to constantly sting you in the face so that he can maintain his trademark swollen anaphylaxis patient appearance. (laughs) In the 80s, the final episode of the UK TV show Spitting Image that featured puppet caricatures of the politicians of the day had a story where the nastiness of Thatcher's law and order heavy police state inequality promoting right-wing Tory regime was swept aside in a rewriting of her as a Julie Andrews figure singing sweetly in a scene of pastoral peace and harmony, gingham dress, floppy bunnies, the lot. Fast forward past the horrors of Trump administration and there it is again. 45office.com, Trump's new website, celebrates the most extraordinary political movement in history, which dethroned political dynasties, defeated the Washington establishment and overcame virtually every entrenched power structure. Huh? What the actual fuck? Yes, an oasis of a reimagined era where the ghastly inconveniences of the pandemic and the insurrection and the tanking of the economy and the inhuman immigration actions and nonsensical architectural folly of the wall on the southern border are simply trivialities not and worth to impeachments. <laughs> and to impeachments, yeah. <laughs> it's a twist in the space-time continuum, great Scott. Listen, Donny. We saw you write all these lies down before in 280 character instalments before you got banned for inciting violence. Lasso not mentioned, compiling them all together in one place doesn't make them any more true. 
Of course, it's not for the likes of you and me to read and point out the exclusive use of alternative facts. It's for true patriots to see the truth and continue to be fleeced by the gold-toilet-owning grifter who'll grift them to their MAGA graves to his own end, whichever comes sooner. A CNN documentary last weekend showed Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks talking about how crap the Trump administration's response to COVID was, which largely tracks with what Fauci's said all along and largely shits all over Dr Burks's claim at the time about Trump. He's been so attentive to the scientific literature and the details and the data. And I think his his ability to analyze and integrate data that comes out of his long history in business has really been a real benefit during these discussions about medical issues. Trump took to Twitter. Well, he dictated a statement that his mindless acolytes tweeted for him since he had his social media privileges taken away like a teenager who got caught smoking pot. His statement was exactly what you would expect, calling Fauci and Burks self-promoters and proudly claiming to have ignored in all their medical advice and including this amazing sentence. In a fake interview last night on CNN, Dr Fauci, who said he was an athlete in college but couldn't throw a baseball even close to home plate, it was a roller, tried to take credit for the vaccine when in fact he said it would take three to five years and probably longer to have it approved. Trump the only president since Taft not to have thrown out the first pitch at a baseball game, ended by saying, Time has proven me correct. I only kept Dr Fauci and Dr Burks on because they had worked for the US government for so long. They are like a bad habit. (laughs) And the thing about Deborah Burks is how she sounds like um, Frank Zappa's Valley Girls. (laughs) That kind of... And you just Uh kind of, just from her... The the sincerity in her voice is all you need need to hear. You go, oh, yeah. So basically, yeah, you know, kind of he was right all along. And Twitter kind of goes, yeah, self-promoters. Trump is the world's worst self-promoter. Oh, yeah. He He also calls her a proven liar with very little credibility left and various other (laughs) things that could be used to describe him. Well, there you go. (laughs) Takes one to know one. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the land of the right-leaning, spittle-flecked, gammon-faced force equivalence is king. Ron DeSantis is getting enraged at the possibility of vaccine passports being introduced as an infringement of personal liberty. He's a Republican. Republicans are introducing stricter voter restrictions in many states to restrict the chances of non-Republicans winning elections. But white nationalist-friendly Congressman Paul Gosar remarked, vaccine passports, but no voter ID, lol, clown country. And former Trump lawyer Jenna Ellis, attempting to own the Liberals, wrote, the same leftists pushing vaccine passports are the same people claiming voter ID is racist. Well, the way it's being implemented by the right is, and it's not the same thing. Besides, Salon.com reports that elementary to high schools in the United States have long required students to be vaccinated and show proof of such to be enrolled at the institution and that frequent international travellers might be familiar with vaccine cards, which are typically a yellow paper showing a person's vaccination. Certain areas, like Africa, require proof of vaccination against illnesses like yellow fever or tuberculosis. Ah, well, there you have it. People who've gone outside of the USA and maybe seen other people and ideas and realised the humility involved in being a single member of the global human race take perhaps a more balanced, humane, selfless view. Many of those in the Republican Party? 
Last Monday, the House Oversight and Reform Committee held a hearing on HR 51, a Democratic-led bill aimed at granting statehood to DC. Republicans seem to have decided between themselves that they can't just come out and say we don't want DC to become a state because they'll vote Democrat, even though everybody knows that's exactly what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. So instead, they've opted for more and more bizarre reasons why it just must not happen. Georgia Congressman Jody Heiss went with DC would be the only state, the only state, without an airport, without a car dealership and without a capital city and without a landfill. (laughs) Because... I honestly don't have a fucking clue. And that's aside from the fact DC does have a car dealership. And even though Reagan Airport is technically in Virginia, its FAA location ID is DCA, and it used to be called Washington National Airport. Meanwhile, Zach Smith, legal fellow for the Heritage Foundation, claimed that DC residents already exert an undue influence over national politics, saying, For the members here today, how many of you saw DC statehood yard signs or bumper stickers or banners on your way to this hearing today? I certainly did. Yeah, Zach, everyone in this room knows how much DC residents want statehood because they won't shut up about it, but we shouldn't listen to them, isn't the great argument you think it is. April Fool's Week this week in British politics, a report into whether Britain is institutionally racist concluded that the claim the country is still institutionally racist is not borne out by the evidence because they didn't ask any of the leading experts on black and minority issues, including institutional racism. The police inspectorate report found that the police did not act with violence against the women at the vigil highlighting the need for action to prevent violence against women when four male officers knelt on the back of one woman when arresting her, then later releasing her without charge. The Prime Minister's press secretary said Boris Johnson acted with honesty and integrity as London mayor, despite a US businesswoman claiming that they had a sexual relationship while he was married and who also benefited from thousands of pounds in public money. Money, including from the mayor's promotional agency London and Partners LMP, and was given coveted places on trade missions to New York and Tel Aviv alongside Johnson, despite failing to meet the criteria for those trips. The problem in the absence of Trump is that we no longer have a visible clown to compare Boris's mob against, so they continue to redefine the new normal, which is just the old normal that various other dictators would recognise. It's it's almost like people shouldn't be allowed to mark their own homework, isn't it? Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. they kind of go well, or the you know the police complaints commission <laughs> kind of you know, deal with police complaints, and they are run by the police. Yeah, yeah. You kind of go, yeah. Let's. I tell you what, the people that are bullying us, let's ask the bullies about whether they're bullying us. Yeah. And you go, no, no bullying going on here. Well, there you go. They just <laughs> said that. There's all the evidence you need. They They sincerely sincerely believe believe it. it. (laughs) So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com. And if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump. Just like our straw man level patrons, Cass Tui, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan. Thank you so much, everyone. We really do appreciate your support. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. Donald. <laughs>
That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. April Fool's this week in British politics. A report into whether British Britain, a report into whether Britain is institutionally racist, finds that concluded. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Concluded. There's two minutes. Finds that and concluded, concluded or, that. Yeah, yeah. One, or, of those. one of those. April Fool's. April Fool's week this week in British politics. A report into whether Britain is institutionally racist concluded the claim. Concluded that the claim. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. April Fool's, who wrote this? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.